Welcome to another episode of Grab The Trace, a home design podcast to help you deliver your next project to its full potential. We're your hosts, Michaela and Lachlan, and if you're looking for some tips and secrets for your next building project, be it building a new home, renovating, or even just picking what window furnishing would best suit your space, we have you covered. This episode, we continue to go through everything kitchen appliances with our ovens, range hoods, and plenty of others. So stick around, pull up your plans, and let's grab the trace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Grab the Trace. At the time of listening, potentially a top 25 design podcast in Australia. Michaela, how are you going this week? Oh, good after that little intro. Very, very vain of myself to look that up, but you <laughs> got to take it where it comes. <laughs> how is your week going? Oh, it's going pretty, pretty well. I mean, this is, I feel like the podcast every week is getting better and better, both in terms of the, the quality of not only the content we're putting out, but also then even just the way that you're listening to it. There's all the little tips and secrets that you're, you and myself are learning along the way. Yeah. And then- I mean, I've had a pretty rockin', rockin' good week as well. We had the long weekend to cap off last week, and then Melbourne Cup Day was yesterday at the time of recording. So, yeah, it's been great so far. Feels like a short week. It's getting very close to Christmas, oh. and for everyone at home, don't worry, we won't leave you hanging. Probably we're looking at booking it in maybe two or three weeks out from Christmas release our How to Design Your Christmas episode, which will be our special. So, look forward to that. But- we left everyone on a bit of a cliffhanger last week. We did. So we're gonna we're we're getting back onto task. No home hacks, because they'll be in the episode anyway. No inspiration gram this week. We're just going straight back into where we were with our appliances. Let's kick it off with our ovens. We have our electric built-in ovens. It's more about the size, I feel, and then the functions. So the sizes, typically like a six hundred oven you got your 750 wide ovens and then you go up to like your 900 wide ovens so there are some sneaky brands out there that market a 900 wide oven but it's actually just a 750 internal oven and then the panels on the side so the overall width is 900 but your oven's still 750 mil that is sneaky it is sneaky the difference between 900 and not 900 is day and night, though. Oh, Being able to beyond. slide those trays in side by 100%. side. 100%. And this is going to use the controversial word again, but a bit of a hot topic amongst designers and architects, mainly designers, is what's better? Two 600-wide ovens side by side or one 900-wide oven? Oh, shivers. This yeah. is the dish drawer situation. It What's is. better, one big dishwasher or two half dish drawers? It is. And don't get me wrong, there is actually no wrong or right answer. It's completely unique to you, how you use it. Yeah, exactly. Are you doing enormous trays of like chips or ribs? <laughs> okay. Or can you but break that like up into- More like the Christmas ham. Oh, yeah, that's another <laughs> okay. good one. Yeah. Are you putting half a pig in your oven? Yeah, or a whole pig, a piglet. Again, when we talked about our, you know, side by side, 600 millimeter wide ovens, then you can, I like the combinations of like a pyrolytic oven, which means that it's self-cleaning. So you've got pyrolytic ovens that are self-cleaning. You have combination microwave ovens. You have just plain built-in ovens. You have steam ovens and then all the combinations in between. So you can get like a steam combination microwave oven. You can get a steam oven. You can get... 
a microwave oven, just a microwave. You can get a pyrolytic oven. There's honestly, the combinations are endless and it, I don't even know half the time of what each symbol stands for. However, I do like if you're doing two 600 wide ovens side by side, I do like to be able to utilize both of those at the same time. So say if you're cooking, you know, your entrees or your steaming veggies, you can have that in the steam oven, have that going. And then you can also be cooking your meat or your protein in the other oven. But my abs, and this is, this is, you know, one out of 10 people would ever invest in this, but I love a 900 oven underbench because for me, and it's again, it's a very personal choice. It's absolutely fine. There is no wrong answer here, but I personally prefer a 900 oven because I just like the width and the availability and to be able to like double stack the heights. If you can like do all your veggie trays or your, your oven baked things on one drawer, and then you can have, you know, your big roast cooking on the other, Mm -hmm. but then having either a combination microwave oven. So you've got the benefits of both. It is just a regular microwave that you can use to just reheat food, or you can use it as a secondary oven. Or if you're going to get extra, extra bougie, have your 900 oven, have your combination microwave oven and have a steam oven. So then you've got two 600 appliances up high in a stack. So they're at like eye height. So they're very ergonomic. So you're not having like boiling, you know, steamed hot goods kind of coming in and out of an oven and having to bend down. So have two of those and have your 900 oven. That's like- Very nice. That's the best of the best. The pros and cons between a nine and- Well, not the pros and cons. The benefits of either having a 900 is obviously being able to fit larger items, but then the functionality of having multiple ovens if you were to go the 600. There is a lot of benefits from that as well, being able to do entrees and mains or even desserts, being able to just pop something in the steam oven while the combination microwave oven's going as well. Love that. So that kind of wraps up our sizes, kind of wraps up our types, unless I did mention previously with the freestander cookers, like with the Falcons or the Ilvies, the Smegs, the Fisher and Pikels, kind of everyone does their version of the freestander cooker. The Falcon in particular, they're kind of divided into like two ovens, but they're like smaller. So they're yes. not even 600 wide. They're like, I think one side's like 550 wide and the other one's like 490, 500 wide. So two smaller ovens with a, within a big freestander cooker, that's also an option. But preference, my personal preference, 900 wide oven. I'd prefer the width and to be able to make it super easy, getting large. You know, we do the big Christmas ham and the turkey and we do like whole fish, Brock goes fishing. So we get like, you know, massive fish to cook as well. So big fish for dinner. Big fish. So personally, I prefer a wider oven. I just think Mm -hmm. it's functional. But if I was designing for, say, my parents or an older demographic, I would always recommend a 600 oven and put it up in a stack yep. so no one's, like, bending down. That's – I think bending down is mm. <laughs> no, a massive overreaction. Are you ready? I think the next epidemic in the building industry, <laughs> apart from fire, apart from waterproofing, is going to be people putting their backs out, lifting up laundry items – and taking roasts out at Christmas time. I think that's an <laughs> epidemic that we need to solve. All right. Well, look, I have seen it. I'm just not a fan of it. But I have seen a 900 oven in a vertical stack. Really? How does that 
so it's just instead of 600 wide, it's 900 and you just pull it down. It just it looks ridiculous in my opinion. It's a bit bougie though. It's a bit extra. It's a bit bougie. Though. Could I don't you like imagine that. in the walkway and you're just like, what is that? Let's do it for, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you about a project I'm going to get you to work on tomorrow. Let's do it then. Let's see if we can sneak it in. You reckon? Let's give it a go. Why not? What can go wrong? We've got to test it before we do it at our home. We'll report back, guys. <laughs> we'll report back. <laughs> our brands for our ovens pretty much aligned with the cooktops. I mean, there's some companies that yeah. only do the cooktops. Yeah, look, I did a, a kind of a brief overview of, I guess, our budgets and groupings or what I would, you know, one of the first questions I ask on a larger development or one of the clients is, yes, I think you spoke about this right at the start of the first episode, was, is there gas? But my second kind of question, because it is so imperative, what's the budget? And when I get told an overall kind of budget, appliances are kind of one of the key things that are dictated by that because it I don't know why it must be I don't know if why it's like a real estate agent like I don't know like buzzword where they say like European appliances or whenever they're trying to sell a house it's like how many bedrooms how many bathrooms how many car spaces and what are the appliances it's kind of like the first thing people ask and that kind of dictates the overall price range of that house like if you're if you've got Gaggenau or Wolf or sub-zero fridges or appliances throughout your home, it's like, oh, okay, this is a high-end home. This is a high-end home. This is a highfalutin <laughs> space. <laughs> Where if you're like, oh, okay, you've got like Smeg or Bosch, and it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, great, this is like a you know, mid-level or entry to mid-level home. Yes. Because that budget is kind of dictated by the appliances, which that's why I kind of like to do every appliance is, is – a bit of a, a personal choice or the best of the best for what you need it for. I don't like to have like one brand for all the appliances throughout. I like to choose the best dishwasher for how you want to use it, the best fridge, the best cooktop, the best oven, because then you're not, I guess, pigeonholed into being like, oh, well, I've got Fisher and Paykel appliances. It's like, well, no, you've got a Fisher and Paykel fridge, but you've got a pit cooktop, you've got an Ilvi oven, you've got a you know, V-Zug dishwasher and you've got a Vintech wine fridge. Like it's all combination and I think that gives you the best of the best. I'm always a fan of your microwave and your oven. They need to match, always need to match in my opinion because that's – it's more just aesthetic. And then for me, the choice of the brand, why I choose a particular brand in a microwave and oven – always comes down to the aesthetic that it offers. So if I'm looking for an all-black appliance- So you're a bit of a form over function kind of girl. Oh, just in the sense of- (laughs) Just in terms of how it looks though. (laughs) Just in the sense of aesthetics first- because if I want a if I want a white oven and microwave, there's only yeah. some brands and companies that offer that. So that's a very particular aesthetic to be looking at. If I want an all black and I don't want any handles, I want it to be like, you know, button operated to open oh. and I want it flush, there's only a few brands that yeah, offer yeah. those appliances. So that's gonna push you into your own price category anyway. So there's no point yeah. worrying about like, oh, will this technic freestanding oven fit with my my kitchen no because pick your well do you want a freestander do you want an individual cooktop and oven and then you go okay well do i want a combination microwave do i want a steam oven do i want a 600 or a 900 pyrolytic oven that's going to dictate 
what you're looking for. And then it comes down to, okay, well, what color do I want that? What aesthetic do I want that to come in? And now you're already, okay, I just went from 50 brands to 10 brands. Oh, it's so nice being able to filter stuff and have the – it's almost like the power goes out of your hand, but in a good way. No, in art. Like we said before, I'd rather design inside a box than just be given free reign. Give me, give me a shell to work oh, with. Oh, it's so, so anxiety provoking. So then I would always look at, I'm going to use like a white microwave and oven as an example, because that's one where- If you want your white classic kitchen. Yeah. And that's where one, me and my team have been experiencing a lot recently in the past probably 12 months is we feel like white appliances have definitely made a comeback because everyone always thinks like white appliances, like, oh my gosh, the old like Westinghouse- or the old, you know, it's a bit yeah. dated where now when you've got this beautiful, beautiful, stunning all-white kitchen and this beautiful, expensive marble and you've got brush brass fittings everywhere and then you have this black oven with stainless steel trim, you're like, where did that come? Like, to me, that yeah, that yeah. brings down the aesthetic or, or the mood that you're trying you to create. You fought so hard to get to that point. Yeah. If and it means- You yeah. don't need to compromise on the aesthetic of your appliances. Find an appliance that suits your aesthetic instead of the other way around. Oh, I love that. And I love that. a white built-in microwave and oven, stunning. There is a few. So this is a great example that we've- I've done- Trust me, I've done, I've done the research. So Smeg offer a white- oven and microwave, combination steam, you know, all that jazz. However, it does have a bit of a chunky stainless steel handle. And when we're doing the big old Hamptons kind of style white dream kitchen with the marble and the brush brass fittings and fixtures. Chunky stainless steel isn't often seen with that. Yeah. Especially when, again, you know me, I only like to use, if if I'm picking brush brass, if that's my metal that I'm using throughout a home, my microwave and oven is not bringing down my my code. Yes. <laughs> it's not Aim bringing- to add less, have less materials than adding more. Yes. Let's keep a consistent palette. Yes. So my, I guess, preference when I'm looking for a white appliance package is I'd rather go up to the price point of Miele because they have an all white oven and microwave oven and steam oven and all of that. They've got those in a beautiful white in a handleless. So clean, simple, it blends in with the cabinetry, but that doesn't mean that I'm dictated with my cooktop or my other appliances. It doesn't, I would rather save on those and go, that's fine. I'll go down and use something like Westinghouse or Fisher and Paykel or Smeg or Bosch. I'd rather go down in the appliances for the other because I've splashed out and I've paid a little bit more for my matching microwave and oven. So that's I'd, a good, that's I'd, a good, I'd, yeah. I'd balance it out there. So I've done a lot of like Fisher and Paykel, dishwasher, fridges, even like cooktops, undermount range hoods. I've, I've saved my money there to invest in my microwave and oven because the aesthetic is the most important thing in that kitchen Yep. to make sure that I can get an all white and brush brass look. That's what I would fight for. Love it. Let's, let's shift over to a companion appliance. Yes. Something that I didn't realize I actually owned until I read the instruction manual. Oh, no. That is our warming drawers. Our warming drawers. And the reason I say that is I thought that there was a a pushed open drawer underneath my freestanding oven or integrated my freestanding oven. And that's where we just keep all our like- That's where you put your plates. That's where we put (laughs) our, um, our oven trays. 
And I always thought, gee, it's hot down here. They must <laughs> just be blowing the air down. And I only realized maybe four months ago, it's actually a, a warming drawer. A that's like integrated drawer. into yeah. it. So, you can cook, say you're cooking a whole bunch of chippies. Because the boys are coming over, you're cooking a whole bunch of chips. You want to keep them warm. And guess what? The boys are like, listen, we've hit traffic. We're going to be an hour late. You can't keep those chippies in the oven. So, we're going to throw them in the warming drawer. The warming drawer is going to keep them at a nice, stable temperature. Mm-hmm. And they're going to rock up. And then as they're pressing their your doorbell, you can quickly shift them back into the oven. They walk inside and you're like, oh, my goodness, you've just arrived oh, in time. I've just pulled these out of the Let me pull out the chippies. <laughs> yeah, the chippies are on, boys. You can also use a warming drawer to, like, heat up your plates. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Bit bougie, but, you know, no one wants cold plates on there. Could you use it if you didn't want to use No, nah, it's probably a bit of a waste of time. I was going to say if you wanted to, like... No, never mind. Oh, I'm all for it. It's so dumb. Well, I'm all for it's great when entertaining. So I'm a bit of a sucker for if I'm hosting like a dinner party or if I've got a lot of friends over or we're doing like a big barbecue, but I'm still in charge of like the cooking inside. Brooke's doing the barbecue outside. I like to like do all of my prep and cook as much as I can, obviously, prior to people coming over. So I'll usually cook entrees, mains, and even get the dessert going. And once the dessert's done, I can pop like an apple crumble or whatever dessert mm-hmm. I've done, I can pop that in the warming drawer while we have dinner. And then you're not fluffing about having to like go back into the kitchen and like finish off cooking the dessert because you want to be out there. You want to like, yes, you are hosting, but you don't want to be stuck in the kitchen the whole night. No. So warming drawers do really come in handy. My only piece of advice for the average Joe who goes, a warming drawer, do I need like Absolutely not. I didn't even it's, know I had one. Not, I still have never used it properly. Yes, it is not. If you haven't already used it or you don't know what you're missing, it's absolutely fine. You're not going to be missing it. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not like some of these other products like your pit cooktop where you're like, this is almost a game changer. This is a quantum leap in terms of the cleaning and the maintenance. Yeah, this is it's a, not that. Yeah, this, this is, is a luxury. Extra, yes. This is a luxury to have because is, yeah. I think- down on the list of our show We've notes. got a few, yeah. <laughs> We've got a few the- <laughs> little uh, luxury items. Yeah, well, this is, I I feel, the lowest on the list in terms of necessity. <laughs> Even more than is- the vacuum sealer? No, no, no. This, this, is what I was oh, okay. about to- this is what I was about to mention, the vacuum drawer. That, and everyone's like, what the f- what the hell what is a the, vacuum what drawer? The frick what is a the vacuum door? Frick? So I'm gonna probably out myself here, and other designers, if you're listening to this, they're probably like, they're like, stop! You're giving away the secret. No, they're probably like, this girl has no idea. Are you joking? Warming drawers are so essential. This is giving all interior designers a bad name. I, I'm gonna admit to something. It's gonna be embarrassing, but the only reason I include a warming drawer or a vacuum draw to my appliance stacks in the beautiful kitchens that I design is just to get uniformity and everything to to line up. up. So when we're talking about an appliance stack, I want to mount those microwaves, ovens, all at that ergonomic height. So when we're talking about our, you know, our clients come back to us and they say, I want two ovens and a microwave, but in our kitchen layout and our design, I can't fit an appliance stack within like a two bank or I've set it up so the beautiful kitchen has 1800 wide of appliances so 6 12 18 so we've got three appliances in a nice row but we've got two ovens that are 600 high and you've got a little microwave and then a microwave oven is only like 450 high so that little sliver 
of cabinetry. to warming drawer. <laughs> warming drawer. So, and per- like every brand does it on purpose. They make it the exact height of their oven. So, you yep. can put your microwave and your warming drawer. You can stack that together in a vertical stack. And then it's the- it equals the same height as your combination or your steam ovens or your pyrolytic ovens next to it. So, not to diss warming drawers or vacuum drawers, but... The only reason I include them is to get symmetry. Listen, if there's someone out there listening to this, that warming drawers are your jam. And you can't s- live without honestly, it. send us a message. Send us a photo of your warming drawer. Tell us what you use it for. Warm the I'd chippies. even love to come and like look at it, to be <laughs> honest with you. I'd love to get a firsthand appreciation for it. If there's a showroom, someone who works at a showroom that has warming drawers, mm. invite me and teach me how to use it. I will, if it's, if it's. And listen, I'm a man of my word. If it's good, I will put it up there with skylights. Okay. Look, I'm oh there is there is a place and there has been opportunities where I would use a warming drawer. It's the vacuum drawer for me. Yeah, the vacuum drawer is a little bit much. Just yeah. Let, let let's let do you want to yeah. just quickly tap and as we're saying, sorry, so with the warming drawers, so they're all pretty much the same thing. So, they can either be a freestanding appliance you build into an mm-hmm. appliance kind of stack or yep. it can be integrated within some freestanding cookers and yes. ovens. So, the brands are going to pretty much align with- Align with whatever the ovens and cooktops. Yep. That's fine. There's no one that's specifically making warming <laughs> drawers for a reason. They would be out of business if they were. Vacuum seals are probably the same, although you'd be more likely to see- the white goods manufacturers be doing the vacuum sealing? No? Usually ovens, microwaves, mm-hmm. warming drawers, vacuum, like they're it's all- It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah, I guess because it's, it's going to work in- Because it's usually in that aesthetic. Yes. Because yep. even they know that you want to aesthetically- Fill it out. Appliance block. Like instead of colour block, it's appliance block. Also say you've got a microwave, a pyrolytic oven, and then a coffee machine. And the coffee machine's the same height as your microwave and you need to fill two of those spots. Yeah. Two, two warming drawers is maybe a, a touch much. much. So then, yeah, warming drawer, vacuum sealer. Vacuum sealer's, you know- same same thing as the warming drawer. I'm sure there's people out there that love it. We do get requests for them as purchase variations yep. in them. So no, people use them. There's a I'm use just- case for it. It's just I don't think I'm at the stage of my life yet where it's a driving concern. So yes. we've we've kind of nose bot nose dived nose yeah. bombed. Oh, the only thing that I don't think we did mention in our ovens microwaves segment is the old freestanding microwave that you can like oh, yeah, just go to Kmart, provision. just a little yeah. provision. Yeah. So my hint and tip, don't get me wrong, if the budget does not allow for a full built-in microwave oven or to be honest, you use the 30-second reheat function oh, yeah. on your microwave and that's it. 30-second new. Yeah. There's no real point investing into, you know, potentially three, four, five thousand $5,000 appliance to reheat for 30 no. seconds. So for those people out there, that aren't inclined to using their microwave, but they still kind of need it for just in case on the odd occasion, 100% I would recommend a microwave provision. But let's pop that in with our appliances. So in that appliance nook that I talked about, the pushback doors, you know, you can have your beautiful bench top, your GPOs at the back of that, pushback doors, and then just have a recessed overhead shelf. Put put the microwave up there. Perfect. If you're buying a freestanding microwave in terms of just a single appliance yep are you um like the convection yeah convection as a po- like 
the combination of it. I remember growing yeah. up, I had a convection microwave mm-hmm. and that thing used to cook potato smileys like nothing else. <laughs> it was so good. So much so that one time I accidentally forgot to do the preheat function and actually turned on just the normal microwave setting. And within mm-hmm. about five minutes, there was Ooh. black smoke just billowing yeah. out because I just used microwave instead of convection. But if, if I mean, as we're saying, if you're not doing a uh, an integrated built-in microwave, mm-hmm. it's always good to have the flexibility. I mean, if you can find one for a good enough price that has a convection setting built into it mm-hmm. and you've got it all set up and- Yeah. I, I, why not? My only hint and tip, which I think, and I'm going to shout out to Winning Appliances, which again, I think I did mention Queensland. I don't know if it is in New South Wales. I just, I love my Queensland. One, it's three stories of gold. But what they offer, and I'm sure having on commercial, all these other places will offer it as well, or particular brands. If you're looking at Fisher & Paykel or Ilvi or Smeg, you can go to their showrooms. And I highly, highly, highly recommend when you're investing, you know, 10, 20, potentially, you know, a lot of our clients investing up to $100,000, $200,000 on appliances, please, please, please take the time, take the energy, put in the effort to go to these showrooms and do a class, walk through these oh, appliances. Yeah. They offer it. They It's, it's how, it's they, how they sell units. these appliances as well. It's so, their pleasure to do it. They're yeah. so happy to do it. They're yep. more than accommodating. It's not like- And it's free. It's not You don't yes. have to pay for it. It's free when you're looking, when you're actually seriously looking at yeah, appliances. Not just rocking they- up at lunchtime being yeah. like, oh yeah, what's that cooktop worth? Yeah. And- they will actually take you through how to use those appliances and they will do a, a full cooking presentation and you get to you get a meal at the end of it. Yes. Like this is, you know, delicious. You've worked hard for it. You deserve that meal. But in saying that, there's no point having all of these bells and whistles, all of these amazing appliances that like convection, combination, steam, you know, half these people don't even know how to use these appliances that I we're putting in. I would not – I even now, as a somewhat informed designer, mm-hmm. I still don't know if I would ever use the steam setting except maybe for rice, like a steam oven. That's the – Oh, vegetables. Oh, what are those? Oh, what are those? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I recently did a presentation for Vizuk appliances mm-hmm. and they actually don't offer microwave ovens or microwaves because they're 100% energy efficient, sustainable, mm-hmm. all about recyclable materials or being able to offer 100% recyclable materials. So they rely on their- On the other appliances to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. So they rely on their steam ovens, for instance. And- Everything that you can do in a microwave. If you've got their appliance suite, you can do the rest. So instead you of- You can do it in a, like they've got, yeah. you know, when people, and again, a lot of like my clients who are, you know, young parents or they're going into that kind of stage of their life and they're like, I just need to heat up a bottle. Yes. You can do that. That's what I was actually going to say before with the yep. warming drawer. Like yep. an absolute idiot. I was like, you could put like- Absolutely Breast milk in there. Absolutely not. And I stopped myself. Thank God. Um, you can actually use the steam oven as like a bottle warmer. You yep. can, it actually, it's called- Oh, what's it called? Regeneration. So, it's not a reheat function. It's a regeneration. 
Gee, so that's it's a bit of a buzzword. Good. Yeah, it's buzzword. I like that. So you're being more sustainable. You're being conscious of the planet. You're using a steam function, which is steam function, which is actually better for your food. Yes, it doesn't taste like reheated. Well, you're yeah, actually regenerating your food. You're not reheating your food. Shout out to Chef Caitlin at home. But rather than, I think this is the next step for us. Is like because if you've got a microwave, how you do your veggies is you just get the bowl, put them in, you put the bit of like um cling wrap over the top, bung it in the microwave, and then that's what holds the steam is. <laughs> and then you give yourself in your microwave. <laughs> give yourself friggin' three degree but third degree burns when you pull it out and try to pierce it. Yep. Oh my god, it's the yep. worst thing ever. But it still tastes pretty good. Yeah. So, wow, this was like the biggest- We're talking about, you know, we're talking about uh, whatever. Yeah, I- You know what, everybody? <laughs> Let's just- we, we've, we've said everything we needed to about our kind of our heavy hitters in the kitchen. Let's move over to the sister appliance or maybe not the sister appliance, the cousin appliance to our cooktops and our ovens. Let's talk a little bit of range hoods. Bit of range hoods. All right. So, my preference for range hoods is definitely function over form. <laughs> yes. Okay. I They need to be there, but I don't need to see. Fair enough. Except, don't get me wrong, a lot of the projects that we have done in the past have actually highlighted range. It's like the cylindrical yes, yes. range hoods. From Cassette. Plus- Quasair. From Quasair. Quasair. I know we did that apartment renovation yeah. where we apartment had the lovely re- white ones. Did we do two on that? We did two. Because we, we had, did yeah. two for the Newstead apartments. Yes. And then we did two for the Belimba project. Oh, that's right. We did two. Well. Um, we did the Turinga project. We have actually done a few of the cylindrical yeah. ones. Personally, I prefer either building it into cabinetry, ceiling mounting it, so not even seeing it at all. My my only preference with it is, or the, the main difference, I'm visually not opposed either. The main benefit I can see having a built-in or a slide-out or the other types is that you can get more storage overhead. If you're going to put cabinetry there, yep. that's my main benefit. I know the one that I'm kind of obsessed with at the moment is Courtney at work and I've been working on a project at the Gold Coast where it's this kind of concealed rangewood where instead of just forming a bulkhead or a cabinetry panel to suit the perimeter of it, she's designed this stunning kind of, oh, what would you call it? Like almost like a semicircular kind of- yeah, curved like range hood design. And then it's got a beautiful, with a beautiful finger tile. tile, like kind of yeah. wrapping around, then open shelves either side of it as well. Stunning. Quite nice. Stunning. I might try and see if I can get some photos of that. But it is nice. It's beautiful. I, I I think I'm on a similar wavelength, but I'm not at the stage yet where it really offends me either way. So Okay. I think with a lot of project homes, the option is there. I think when we were doing it, they gave us the option of doing a, and I think it was a pull-out range hood. The main disadvantage we saw to that is they're usually not as powerful in terms of being able to actually extract the the, the steam and not, I guess the smoke if you're having a bad day. But I think it was that. And then there was a little bit of a variation for them to throw in like extra cabinets to mm. fill all the space around. Well, the only thing that I'm against is- like, really, like, there is no reason to ever put this in. Oh, no, we might be ending the podcast now. <gasps> the range hood that's, like, freestanding. The big With the old, glass dome. The, it's the glass. Yeah, I used to have one of those at my mum and dad's place. Never, ever, 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 ever put glass above a cooktop in terms of cleaning. Like the there grease. Is, it is 
literally the worst material to put above a greasy cooktop space. Yeah. Like, literally the worst. Difficult to clean. Well, not even difficult to clean, but just nearly impossible to stay clean. Yeah, impossible. Like, every single time you use that cooktop, you've got to clean the ranger. Like, that would just do my head in. Same thing with, like, and again, controversial, but mirrored splashbacks, even glass splashbacks. It's It's hard to clean. Hard to clean. But, you know- you, you, you trade mm. things off. You make a decision. And again, similar to our cooktops, the function of a range hood needs to be equivalent to the size of the cooktop. Yes, yes. So if you have a 600 cooktop, you usually have a 600 range hood. 900, 1200, 1500, like you can get the huge 1500 Quisair ones. If, you're, if you've got the, you know, the big, beautiful, long pit cooktops and there's like five burner and they're in that long configuration or stretch configuration yeah. or you've got the Gaganau or the Wolf built-in appliances where it's like a single wok burner, the dual induction, a double gas burner, you've got the steamer and it ends up being like, you know, almost two metres long. That's where I would recommend yeah. a hardcore, you know, three engine. You almost want like a, yeah, like, like a, you know, the huge, I nearly said industrial, but like commercial kitchen yeah. style. Yeah. I rate that. that. Yeah. Um, we didn't really touch on like downdraft range hoods. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's- There's a time yeah. and a place and I get it. I'm just- It's similar to if you can't exhaust them externally, it's a similar thing that we were saying. I can't remember what we were talking about, but we oh, it was when we were doing an inspiration grand previously and they had the air conditioning vents on the yes. bottom. Yeah. It's having hot or cold air blow onto your feet. Weird. Yeah. Bit weird. Can, like half of the year. Might be a blessing. The other half of the year, maybe not so. We usually see the use of downdraft extractors or downdraft or integrated range hoods. We usually see that because they've placed the cooktop on the island, island, which regardless of a range hood design that's integrated, I don't like cooktops on an island. Yes. So, null and void. I think that's why I was so surprised a couple of weeks ago when you were saying people doing cooktops on islands. And I thought, she must be talking about sinks. She's gone mad. (laughs) No, so many people. And it's like, and I get it. I get it from the entertaining point of view. It's almost like an outdoor barbecue kind of thing. Like, oh, I'll just cook you up some, like a snack or something. Kids, what are you doing your homework? Like Jamie Oliver. Like, come on, when he's doing his little shows, like, of course, put the cooktop on the island. Yeah, we want to yeah. see you. Like, I get that. If you're a chef. <laughs> if you're a TV chef, <laughs> you get a pass. Yes. Or if you're, you know, if no kids will ever be entering yes. this house. If there is zero chance of any exercise books being near that space, you're or okay. just... You don't want hot pots and pans where people <laughs> that's are, a good point, where yeah. people are sitting. Yep. So that's why a rear cooktop is so functional for a cooktop because it's a rear bench top, sorry, is so functional for a cooktop because it's out, out of, of the, the way. way. You don't have entertainment or people sitting on an island and being able to touch hot pots and pans or like yes. even oil splutter. Like That's a good point. You yeah. don't want like yeah, it's it's not for you me. You don't want your guests sitting across your breakfast bar yeah, kind and of just thing. Getting, getting like, like splattered. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My um, bad. Yeah. Whoops. The sink's on the rear bench, so we'll have to walk over there to water that one down. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, renovations, it's a whole different There game. might be existing conditions you can't avoid. Because you and can't we're fine move with the that. you can't move the gas line, you want to open up a wall if it's a very close 
closed off kitchen design and you just want to like open up a wall, maybe that's perfect to have the cooktop stay exactly where it is, but then you've opened up your whole kitchen and you've got yeah. that open plan concept. Yes, there is circumstances Probably where the, that works. Probably the greatest example of that is if someone's transferring a U-shaped kitchen into a island, or sorry, not or an galley. island, or a galley, yep. where sure you used to be able to kind of, the cooktop could be there because it it might have not necessarily been the back bench, but there was usually probably going to be a wall in front of it. So, that's fine. But then you open that bad boy up and make it, yeah, open plan. Yeah. yeah. It's now the island. And you don't want to have this, you know, big cabinet or range hood right in the middle of your entertainment yeah. space where a beautiful pendant would normally go. Like, yes, there is a place. And- Do you remember going through the exercise where we were trying to, with that that project we did, the the Qsair range hood. Yep. Where- The oh, Qsair might, no, or the Quisair? Quisair, sorry. The Quisair, <gasps> like croissant. Quisair. Um, where I think, because we've done a few apartments in that same building and upstairs we we managed to get the cooktop onto the rear bench mm-hmm. and downstairs before we decided upon that downdraft extractor, we were looking to have to drop like a bulkhead and it just defeated the purpose yeah. because we'd spent so much time and effort in opening, opening this up and getting- up. Yeah. My goodness, the extra light we got in this, oh my goodness, so nice. But then having to compromise just for that one- function of getting the steam away from or as we're saying bad day smoke away from the the kind of cooking area or your ceiling that that was a situation where the downdraft made perfect. sense yep. perfect that is the solution for that space um but yeah otherwise i i, I agree i prefer them on the rear bench I don't mind that I've got my back to the party doing that. For me, I understand why people put their sinks on an island because they're like, when I'm doing all the wash up, I want to look out. I'm not actually spending. And again, I told you I'm an average cook. I'm not a chef by any means. So for me, you don't actually spend that much time standing at the cooktop. You spend no. more time prepping yes, or, yes. or washing at the sink than you do at the cooktop. So like for the small amount of time that you're, you know, pushing the food around a pan or checking on things. Yeah, you'll it, be Is right. that worth designing right. your whole kitchen around? Like, no. No, no. It, it might be nice in principle, but mm. in practicality, really just run it back and figure out what works for you. Yeah. Okay. So, as we're saying, range hoods. Yes. Brands for those. Quisair. Quisair. Yeah. Quisair is kind of, it's like, it's like the pit cooktop. Like it's, it's, yeah, that's it's a good, that's own. a good kind of, in terms of our hierarchy, it's yeah. kind of up towards the top with your commercial. Yeah. And Quisair is not like, that's what they do. That's what they specialize in. They specialize in range hoods. So they're the best of the best. They have the greatest engines, the greatest ventilation systems, yeah. the bee's knees. Um, in terms of other brands for range hoods, you're literally just looking at your other appliances. So yeah. all the companies or brands that offer cook ovens and, and cooktops yep. and microwave ovens, they all offer range hoods usually as well. So my biggest, I guess my biggest hint when it comes to appliances, splash out and invest in the appliances that you use the most or that are visible. So for me, cooktops, visible, use every day, highly, highly functional. Your oven and microwave, or if you're not inclined to use microwaves that much, your oven, make it aesthetic, pick one that suits your aesthetic, suits your style of your kitchen, and then works with your budget. Dishwashers, make it as functional as possible. 
to me, if it's hidden kind of on the inside of your island, yeah, yep. just pick a color or a finish that suits you, but make it as functional, whether that be a full like fold down dishwasher, yes, yep. whether it's integrated, semi-integrated or a dish drawer, make it as functional as possible. Doesn't need to be the bee's knees brand. I'd invest in your cooktop, invest in your oven, even your refrigerator. At the end of the day, it keeps food cold. It's more about how that layout works for you. If you wanted like a dishwasher, a dishwasher, if you want a freezer drawer or whether you want a side-by-side twin, whether you want a full fridge and a full freezer freestanding, like that's the configuration is up to you. There's a brand, like every brand will offer different configurations and different budgets kind of will allow for that. So again, same with the dishwasher, pick the finish that works for you, be that integrated, semi, built-in or freestanding, pick a color that works or a finish that works. A range hood, for me, it's about the function. Yeah. That's why I undermount it. I built it in. It's into your cabinetry. It's into a design that works for you. And at the end of the day, if you get the size right, be that 600, 900, 1200, 1500, that accommodates the cooktop, doesn't really matter the brand. It's, no. it's not a visible appliance. Yeah, no one is getting like kind of looping their head yeah. underneath and going, oh, okay. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, if you've got the Corsair, like the cylindrical range hood, and that's Sculptural, a feature, beautiful. you're choosing that appliance for the aesthetic. Yes. So that's where the budget's going to come in, where if it's under maintenance within a cupboard, who knows if you spent $50 or $5,000. Yeah. Like you can't see it. As long as it's Correct. functional and it works and it's got great warranties, wonderful. Let's um let's breeze over these last few yep. and then we'll have, we'll have tackled – Appliances took us nearly three hours worth of content. But we'll <laughs> Here have done we go. It. So, coffee machines. Yep, I've got a pretty strong stance on a coffee machine. Oh my goodness, what is it? It's a no. F- it's a no it's from me. Not a built-in coffee machine. Yep. I feel like technology technology advances too quickly. To f- to lock yourself in with something like that. To lock yourself into a particular coffee machine. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like it's stunning when you've got, sorry, the melee or the Gaganau and everything's built in and you've got your trio of appliances. But to me, if you're a true coffee lover, you're always going to prefer a freestanding coffee machine that you can, you know, work yourself, use yourself, yep, do yep. your milk frother, do everything yourself. That's like a, tr- and then, in my opinion, if you're a coffee lover, then it's worth investing that money into a true coffee machine. Yeah, that you can take with an, you. Yeah, instead of an automatic one as Fair well. Fair enough. Like brands? Brands for coffee machines, like Miele, I said. And again, I kind of put built-in coffee machines in with- Like us. Uh, what's the word? The vacuum drawers? Yeah. It's like, it's a luxury, but by no means is it necessary. Yep. And for me, it's it's just creating that appliance stack or the appliance blocking that I called. So it's just to to fill a space. Yep. Yep. But would I invest, you know, the the Miele one in particular? Well, like four you, grand or something? Five, six grand. Like is that is that worth just to block? Where I'd rather have an appliance cupboard and have a beautiful yeah. freestanding coffee machine in there. Or even the good old Nespresso like pod machine. Like yep. it or just a simple zip tap. Keep and there's zip. some oh, instant well, coffee. Talking <laughs> about zip taps. Oh. oh, I guess so in terms of the brands, is it yeah. similar to like similar, our ovens? Yep. It's Yep, you can get the yeah. smeg, you can get the meat. Like there's different price points. You're still looking around like minimum minimum three grand max seven grand so it is and then there's the cost of getting the joinery 
to suit that to and suit, yeah, to fix it around. And then it's like, say in five years' time, is that is that appliance going to be outdated? Correct. So yeah. just something to consider. Yes, it's on the list. I we did have to mention it because yes, it is a built-in appliance. I personally would not recommend them. Love it. Over to what you were saying. Zip taps. Zip taps. The next one. So I th- we've mentioned this in the past in terms of, or should we say, a boiling chilled unit? Because that is a great point because much like our um, there is other brands. Much like Corsair, it's a brand. It's not an actual item. Yes. It's so with our boiling, chilled, sparkling, filtered, nailed it. Heaven forbid, room temperature tap water. Ambient, it's called. Ambient. <laughs> um, it's essentially just instantaneous. Whatever you want, whenever you want it. Water. You'll need <laughs> space underneath your sink for the unit that kind of does all the magic. Or not necessarily sink. So Ooh. there's there's a few different configurations here, and we've got it at work. So you. You yeah, know, yeah. You know. So there's our- Oh, sorry. You're right. Yeah. yeah. The little- um, Yeah. That, now it's clicking. Shivers. <laughs> what, what do you call that thing? That's a little font yes. or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. Yep. So there's- uh, <laughs> And it said fondant, but that's for that's baking. Cake. That's a cake. Um, no. So there's our Zipple Billy Taps. They're kind of the big brands that, yes. we're, that we're all aware of. Um, so these brands or companies, they offer multiple- options. So I think you touched on it in terms of what the unit offers in terms of boiling water, chilled water, ambient hot and cold, sparkling, sparkling, and then obviously even, yeah, and then filtered. But those units you can like pick and choose. So you could yes. have a boiling and a chilled. You could just do a boiling. You could do just chilled. You could do we will, chilled and sparkling. Like, to go on a small tangent, uh, we had a purchaser request one in an apartment the other day. So we had to do the specification. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this combination exists. It was all of them except chilled. So sparkling, boiling, sparkling, and boiling ambient. and ambient. I mm. I don't know. I think out of all of them, mm. I use the chilled water one all the time, oh, and it's prob- only because I'm a child and sparkling water is too much for me. They pro- oh maybe they, integrate they, it in the fridge. They have a built yeah they have a built in ice maker and water dispenser in the fridge. Yeah, but like 100%. if you I don't know how I feel about it's that. an additional few like thousand dollars to get it. Would oh, you yeah. like, like the for example like the bees knees zip unit that's like seven grand or something isn't it yeah like they're six, not seven cheap. grand and yeah, then to get everything and yeah. then you'd be on like some kind of maintenance plan to get your sparkling cartridges like there's sorted the out canisters, you've got the filters and yep. so it's it there's a bit of cost to it you'll need a powerpoint underneath mm-hmm. um we've mentioned that something else you'll also need to account for is a bit of ventilation in the doors yes because those units get hot yes even if it's just the chilled it's almost it's like the way a fridge and a freezer still needs to vent yep. because it's having to put in the work to keep things cold yes so so factor that in. Um, you might be able to do it through the kick. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd recommend. Please ideal. don't do it out of the door. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I think we've had to do it at work through the door because what we were getting through the kick wasn't enough in terms of the ventilation. But if you can get it working just through the kick, that's the best bet. Yeah. Or instead of having like this big, you know, stainless steel vent chilling in your door, like you can integrate that into the cabinetry. Yeah. Yeah. And like do some beautiful, like little routed cutouts or almost like a, like you'd see on an acoustic panel. Exactly. Well, 
It kind of looks like an aircon vent. Yes, like 100%. how it's all integrated and, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, so that's what they offer. But then there's like different forms that it comes in. Yes. So you can do a, and I'm sure everyone's seen it, like your kitchen sink and you've got your kitchen mixer and then next to it is like this little tap. And then that's like using the sink. It's like a little, there, there's different ones. You've got like the full, well, are, we, are you Goose talking about the little like stubby the, looking fella? Yeah. yeah the little yeah. stubby looking guy. I just didn't know an adequate word for I don't like, know how to describe it. Yeah, stubby. And then you've got the ones that look like your more traditional kind gooseneck of mixes. gooseneck. Yeah. yeah. So there's these individual like self-serve, what did you call them? Stubby guys. Yeah, stubby fellas. Yeah. And they sit like next to your kitchen mixer. They kind of you like they overhang into the sink so that it's using your sink as the like outlet or the drainage point mm-hmm. so they can obviously integrate your chilled boiling whatever you want into that or there's the all-in-one so the all-in-one is referring to instead of having two taps next to each other you've got one kitchen mixer that does your ambient so you're hot and cold so you can do your normal wash yes. up but then it's kind of got like two levers so the the right hand lever is like your normal kitchen mixer use it exactly as you would, as business you would. as usual. Yeah. But then on the left-hand side, it's got a secondary lever and then that can be your boiling, chilled, sparkling. Yeah. And then the unit sits under the sink. It's got, you know, all your ventilation requirements, blah, 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 your CO2 canister if you're doing your sparkling. So that's kind of option two. Or the third option is the stubby little guy can just come in a gooseneck mixer. Yes, yep. Or a square edge mixer. Like it doesn't have yeah, to be the gooseneck. Yeah, there's a couple of different There's pro- different designs, profiles. So that guy can actually be installed away from a sink it doesn't need to be installed in the sink and that can be like an individual little mixer that sits anywhere in your cabinetry or your kitchen design just obviously i'd have a stone bench yes yep and then it comes with its own little like font or like drainage point and it's this little circular drain it's almost like a tiny little basin yeah tiny oh. little basin with like a mesh cover over the top yeah that's a good maybe we can add to the gram when this episode comes out we'll add to the gram the three options yes. so you can kind of see what we're talking about and yeah. it makes sense instead of like what are again, these guys going these, on about they're not cheap no but could be something that is worth um Considering my recommendation for the zip tap to make sure, well, zip or Billy for these taps to get in, they are expensive. If you're doing the all in ones or if you're like, oh, I can't choose, I want boiling, I want chilled, I want sparkling, it is so much cheaper to either choose the boiling or to go for your cold. The expense comes from wanting both. Yes, combining. So if you want chilled and sparkling, that's going to be cheaper than just doing boiling and chilled. Yes, yep. Or if you do boiling and all-in-one sink mix it with just boiling or all-in-one with chilled function, that's going to be cheaper than it's the mixing of the hot and the cold, the boiling and the chilled. That's what's expensive. For me, I would always push clients, if they are looking at instantaneous either boiling or chilled, I would drop the, the carbonated. I would definitely drop that. That's not a priority. For me, I would get a fridge that gives you chilled and ice and get your function of chilled water through your fridge and then opt for a boiling function for the zip and then no more kettle. So that's definitely my recommendation for a zip or a billy Billy unit unit, to get that in. I would recommend going the boiling because it will save you on in your appliance cupboard. You don't need a kettle anymore. It's revolutionary. So that's your recommendation is to split them apart. I guess it's, what what were we saying? There was shivers. If if you've like big on- Oh, it's like washer dries. Yeah. Get them to, 
everyone's it. They serve a purpose and they work their best when they're separated. Yes. You can get them all in one. It's just more But expensive. there's compromise and the size of the unit on the sink increases quite a lot. Yeah. A similar vein, I know it's not on the show notes, a one minute roundup on, and this is a similar thing, is a garbage disposal. The main brand we use is Insincorator. Yeah. You can even get them at JB Hi-Fi. You just need a PowerPoint. It's too stressful for me to have one. I'm worried I'm accidentally going to drop my fingers down there after a big night. Yeah, it's not. Look, they've come a long way. They're just not for me. No, it's not for me. We have put them in in so many projects. It is very- so many people ask for them. Very popular request. Very. And it's Um, very uh, environmentally friendly. Like, I get that. Yeah. Um, I think the- Like, just to drop one, if you're playing along at home, the Evo 200 is a fairly popular one, I think, from memory. Yeah. but, yeah, you can get them from JB Hi-Fi. They're only a couple hundred bucks. But it's not for me. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's not one for of those me things either. where it's, it's just a bit too much. Now, to absolutely wrap this one up, we've got one more white good to discuss. Our final appliance yeah. that we're going to discuss are wine fridges mm-hmm. or, as I've recently been introduced to, the manly version, the beverage centre. Beverage centre, wine fridge, wine cabinet, all very different. Every project we've been putting them in, haven't we? It's kind it's of- It's a very easy tick item. It is. And we have been including like outdoor entertainment spaces. Yes. So they have to be like outdoor refrigerators. We're doing a lot of walk-in cellars. So like temperature controlled rooms. And so you can have full high ones. We're not just talking about underbench. Full height, like 2,100 high wine cabinets. Not 1,800, like a fridge height. See, this is the difference between someone who specifies it and someone who just bangs in a provision in the architectural. Oh, like, we don't Great, want to dust another collected- bulk. <laughs> another gap. I'll have to build. It's a custom kick. It's 400 high. Built-in wine cabinets, be that full height. And by full height, I mean like fridge high, like 1,800, 1,900, 1,700. Or under cabinet, so under bench wine fridges. They usually like put them at the front of islands or yes. you adjustable pop- usually as well. Yep. Like what I'm going to spit out some numbers and you death stare me if I get this wrong. Okay, here we go. So say 8, 15, 8, 20 and you can adjust it up to like 865. I'm getting a nod. I'm at, oh, it's pretty good. Far out. I might quit the podcast now. This oh. is a highlight. All right, calm down. Have you thought about ventilation requirements? This is my big thing. I think- from being under your tutelage in the past, mm. I think it's either 10 or 20 mil on the sides and the top. Depends on the appliance. <gasps> You're going to have to check the specs. What check are the, the sp- specs. Check the docs, guys. Check the spec sheet. No, um, all the, there's a million different brands and I'm sure we'll go into it in a second. But in terms of listing, we've got specific wine fridges or wine cabinets that are just per bottle. So they always say like a 50 bottle cabinet or a 100 bottle cabinet, yes. 150 bottle cabinet. But then there's like designated areas. So then they've got like- You can get split zones. Split zones. So or different temperature controlled zones. Um, we've also integrated these wine cabinets or wine fridges into temperature controlled rooms as well. Yep. So you can have, you know, your champagne, your white wine, your red wine, then you can have all your different vintages or different needs for those particular wines. And then usually for our very hardcore wine enthusiasts or our clients, we separate the wine cabinets into the area. So you've got your red wine cabinet your white wine cabinet your champagne cabinet and then all of those are set to different temperatures 
Then we've got our built-in or our integrated, our freestand, and they usually come in different finishes as well. And then we've got our beverage centers. So that's what. Oh, oh, woo. woo! Here we go for the. The fo- boys are coming back um, over for some chippies and some beers. The boys, some couple of pasitos on the, the pale lads. ales if you're so inclined. So the beverage centers. So they're obviously not just alcoholic. They can be for soft drinks. And yeah, you can get wine, a couple of um, Heineken zeros in there. <laughs> okay. Um, so these are indoor and outdoor. So we've got our outdoor ones, which are usually in stainless steel. Some Correct. are in black, but those are the ones that we can put out in our outdoor entertainment space. They can put it out on our decks um, or our patios. And then we've got our internal ones that kind of like look nice, a bit bougie. There is also the like dual use. So the beverage centers that have like wine storage capabilities and then the mix of soft drink and like beverage, yes. like beer and wine combination. Um, in terms of brands, it's very budget. Yeah, oriented. Focused yeah. as well. So, again, the bee's knees. The like biggest brand. The biggest, well, biggest well, or, my, or maybe the most well-known. Oh. Much like Velux is the most probably well-known for Skylights, mm. you're looking at your um, your Vintech, oh. I would say. Oh, have you got a different one? Well- yeah, like, yes, well-known, but I don't think well-known in, in what circles, you know? Mine. Mine. <laughs> mine. What, Vintech? Yeah, Vintech is definitely a well-known oh, one. Oh, actually, but you're Lieber. right, Lieber, yeah. Lieber do their own. I mean, for the beverage centre side of things, you've got, like, Husky. Yeah. Yeah, we'll sure. cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, like, Ilvi. They do, like, some beautiful ones. Fisher & Pike, or, like, there's so many brands that know – Know what the market is capable of. Yep. In terms of, you know, you've got your Art Tutsi, you've got your Ilvi, you've got your Fisher and Paykel, you've got your Sub Zero, you've got your Vintech, you've got your Husky. Yes. <laughs> Boomerang. Got- this is almost like we're boomeranging back to the fridges. It's. Yeah. You've got your Lieber. Yeah. Like there's so many brands, but it, it honestly comes down to what you need it for. Like if you've got $100,000 worth of wine. You probably want to put that in a probably n- in a sub zero, yeah, in a sub sub zero, <laughs> sub zero, or even you yeah. know, Libra is Did kind I'd of be, up there I'd as be well. putting my collection of Grange in a husky beverage center. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're not a big wine drinker, but you still want a bit of a showpiece, like I love the Vintech beverage centers because they've got a bit of a mix it's like you can store your wine you, you've got your beer and your cider and yep. your soft drinks and it's kind of all in one but it looks nice i i'm more inclined to go to a vintech like i've got a vintech myself just for that reason that like we do a bit of a mix i'm not a wine connoisseur by any means oh. uh, so for me it's just a nice opportunity to get the drinks and the alcoholic drinks and the soft drinks and everything out of our yep, yep. fridge and put it into a beverage specific <laughs> place. Totally said center. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's that's it. The only thing, and I nearly had a mild panic attack, and I think you might have been able to see it in my eyes, is I've remembered something. Yeah. To jump back one previous appliance to our instantaneous water kind of – uh, dispensers. Are you going to talk about filters? Well, not so much or that, but they come in different profiles, but finishes as well. Like you oh, can yeah. get the, it's not just chrome. It's not oh, just no. black. It's not just white. you got gunmetal, brush nickel, brush brass. You've got bronze potentially. White. Even. White. Black. Yeah. So everything. there's 
as, as with every other appliance, there is so many options to fit in with your existing palette and your material mm-hmm. selections. Sorry, my only two cents on that. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, please get a sample. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Of like get a chip. Like you can ask from Zip or Billy, ask for a chip or a sample of that particular finish because I can tell you right now their brush brass or brushed gold, I think Zip call it. Is way different to some others. very different to your Broadware yeah. or your- We've you had know. we've had situations where we've had a, uh, a kitchen that's meant to be brush brass. Mm-hmm. And so, we've got all our tapware sorted in, as we're saying, Broadware, Streamline, just any, any kind of that. And they're all generally the same. But this one that turned up, it wasn't gold. It was yeah. It was yellow. It was like, yellow. There was no. Gold. Yeah. There was no kind of finesse very, to it. Yeah, I think the I think for this particular project that we were talking about, I think we opted. We had broadware tapware, so quite expensive tapware throughout and sanitary wear throughout, and we went the Swiss brass. Yeah. Which is a very. It's like the in between color of brush brass and brush nickel. It's yes. like it's a, it's a warm brush nickel or it's like a cooler yeah, brush yeah. brass. And then the zip tap obviously only came in brush nickel or brushed gold. And when the brushed gold zip tap rocked up. And it was it's not even like it was isolated. It was within like 30 centimeters of it. It was yellow. But that I'm so glad I looked at the chips prior. Yes. And we had all this again obviously an architecture practice, like we're going to have all the samples there. So Mm -hmm. a very, very simple, just like looking at that and being like, that is yellow, yellow. And our tapware is like slightly green. Yeah, it's going from zero to 100 really quick. So we got to change like last minute, but these zip taps were, they had to happen. And that was the only brush. So that was the locked in thing. So we then went and worked back. Yeah. And then we changed all of our broadware tapware to the Nordic brass, which is a lot warmer. A bit more full strength. Yeah. And yeah. it worked out just fine. So that's my tip. And the same thing with their like gun metals and brush nickels and they're always tapware companies and accessories are always going to be in a slightly different finish. Like no PVD or coating is going to match exactly from brand to brand. So please do do your homework, do your research, get those samples. Again, when you're doing your flat lays and you're getting all your samples, if it looks good in a sample, it will look good in a room. Yep. In the in, finished product. In the finished product. It will look good in mass scale. Everybody, that is it. That is our appliance overview. So, the Whoa. overview within the overview. This is the end of part two. Next episode, we might potentially go even deeper into the whole of losing ourselves into kitchens, but it's finishes week. Finishes and materials. Finishes and materials will probably end up being a two-parter, but we'll see yeah. how we go. It's going to be a two-parter. We don't want to rush it because <laughs> it's- yeah, as we said earlier, the kitchen is almost like the street appeal of your home. Like it's your big showstopper. It's the biggest investment. Yes. So, let's do it right. Let's do it once, do it right, and then in the future we can go into even more specifics. Like we as we're saying, we might do a whole episode in the future on warming drawers because I know we're going to get a huge response to it. <laughs> but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You ready to get out of here? I am. Thanks so much everyone. That was a really good episode. All right, let's play the music. We've come to the end of another episode. If you have any questions about what we've discussed, feel free to reach out to us on either our Instagram at GrabTheTrace 
or via our emails where grabthetrace at gmail.com. Following, sharing, leaving a review or a rating for the podcast is the best way to help the show. Our opening and closing music was created by Robert Helberg. And whilst we try to help as much as possible, this podcast is of a general nature and won't be able to take into account your individual circumstances. If you need personalised advice, you should engage a relevant professional consultant to help make the best decision for your situation. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time.